You're listening to the Country Chat Podcast with your host, Dom. Subscribe, give a five-star rating, and follow us on Twitter at country underscore chat. And stay up to date. Hi there. You listen to the Country Chat Podcast with me, Dom. Today, I'm going back over to the state side. I'm going up to Canada this time. And I'm speaking to a fantastic artist named Justine Blanchet. Hi, Justine. Hi, Dom. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Did I say your surname right? Yes, you did. It was perfect. <laughs> thank goodness. I mean, I've, I've been listening to your music for some time now, ever since you posted a cover on Instagram. And I've always been... <laughs> I'm from the north of England, and I always want to... We always pronounce either everything as it is, so I'd normally say, like, Blanchette. Yeah, I mean, there's different ways of saying it. Some people actually write it uh, Blanchette T-T-E at the end, and ah. that's not how it is. I'm like, um, dude, that's not how we spell it, but it's okay. Like, it happens. Um, so I did get asked that question a lot, like, oh, did you change the last name? Would you change it? Uh, just because as an artist, sometimes people have other names. Um and I was like, no, no, it's fine. Until I started having the problem of people saying, how do you say it? Blanchette, Blanchet? Like, how is it? I'm like, say it as you wish. It's fine either way. Ah, <laughs> uh, fair enough. I mean, because you, you're from Quebec and it's, yeah. there's, it's always like a 50-50 split between like English and French. So looking at like some of your posts as well, there's, you tend to um, transcribe it in French as well. So it's always, I've, I've, I have the like feeling that it might be like Blanchet, but then again, it doesn't have the, the apostrophe thing above the E. Yeah. So like, um, especially here in Quebec, like a lot of people, uh, prefer French over English just because Quebec is the only French speaking province here, yeah. uh, which is totally understandable. I get that. And, uh, a lot of people are like, Oh, are you going to do like French songs or something like that? And I'm like, uh, I might sometimes not in the near future, just because, um, basically I was, I was raised learning both languages at the same time. So I, I can easily go from one to the other and it doesn't matter for me. It's very easy. Um, so, but I prefer normally I just prefer English. So I just think it's more poetic and it's like when you speak it in general. So on my posts, on my Facebook posts, Instagram, et cetera, I will put both just because I'm from Quebec and I just, I just want to include everybody and have, uh, and I do have a bit of audience out in France. So I'm like, I want these guys to be able to read what I'm writing. <laughs> I mean, have you ever been like tempted to write music in French? Or is it just been what's... I know English sells a lot easier than it does selling music in a, another language. I mean, if, if I don't know if you ever watch like Eurovision, but every, everybody tends to, particularly around Europe, sings in English unless they're trying to be a bit different and sing in their own native language. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've never really been uh, attracted to French songs at all. Like, that's not, I, I just think they flow weirdly. <laughs> and it's not that's anything fine. against, it's not anything against French at all. I think French is cool and it's, it's part of our roots. Um, and, you know, like people in the UK, in England or US even are like, oh my gosh, you speak French. That's so cool. And I'm just like, well, you know, like I was, I was raised in Quebec. So yes, naturally I, I tend to prefer speaking uh, in a normal conversation in French, just because, you know, we have certain words that we, you know, used to say different things and it's, you know, like any other language. Yeah. Um, but yeah, English just flows so much better and French songs, um, there's different ways of rhyming. Uh, they're not so easy to do. And, but English, you know, has its, 
has its difficulties as well. Um, the cool part of English, though, is getting to rhyme, uh, especially in country, we get to add um, endings to some words and turn them to other meanings. <laughs> yeah. And then rhyme those with words you'd be like, oh my gosh, I never thought it would rhyme, but it works, you know? So that's a cool part that I'm trying to get to working on, on some of my songwriting. I mean, it, it's similar to like Spanish. I mean, because the like the Latin type of, you know, the languages, they tend to have your very, ma- you know, male, female, plurals, and obviously you've got to have certain types of words that goes with whatever you're talking about. So I understand that completely. Don't worry, I will always, this isn't like the language podcast, so this there is only going to like this here. But yeah, it's I find it fascinating, I really do. And obviously, mm-hmm. we, we study languages at school, so it's like I, I studied French, and I, I wouldn't be able to read half of what you write on Instagram, so you could be <laughs> calling us all dweebs for all I know. Um, <laughs> You know, it, 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 it's, I find it really fascinating. I mean, luckily with like the internet now, you get translation. So you press, you just press translation and it, it, the majority of it comes up. I mean, there's a couple of words that aren't quite there, but they're there. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, I, I, I suck at French spelling. I am <laughs> terrible. I'm the worst. I, uh, <laughs> uh, so, and a lot of people like sometimes I just roughly translate it and not like put the right S's and stuff at the end. Then I have people comment and be like, um, well, if you write it properly, it'd be better. And I'm just like, I am so sorry. Like, dude, <laughs> I am doing my best here. But yeah. uh, since those comments, uh, I've been using, you know, like Google Translate. So I just pop on what I have in English and then translate it. And then all the mistakes are fixed, uh, <laughs> except for like, you know, like the, the feminine and the, the masculine like word stuff and all that stuff. So because some of the, the rough translation get it's a little wonky, but at least there's no mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the main thing really is just getting the message across. And even if there is little exactly. tiny mistakes, at least they understand. Yeah. Yeah. That's the point. Now looking, I like to do a bit of research and obviously I sent you the message mm-hmm. the other, uh, was it yesterday? Um, to, oh, you know, yeah. to actually finally get you on the chat and watching like YouTube videos. And there's a particular YouTube video of you going on a news site. It's when you go onto the Montreal, um, as well, I think it was when you was sixteen. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it's as a sixteen-year-old, it was absolutely fantastic to see the level of skill that you have. I mean, you thank you. You stood <laughs> there on camera. You had two presenters to your left, and then your guitarist to your right. And I could. Yeah. Do you remember which which video it is? Because I'm trying to figure out which video it is. I'm like, oh my gosh, which one is it? <laughs> do, do you know the title of it? Or I, I saw the uh, panic in your face. There's a few on there. I'm I'm pulling it up now. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have a look right now as well. It's called the video that started everything. Global News Morning. Oh, that interview. Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay, that was like. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> that was my first global news interview. It was, it was basically my first live interview, like I think ever. I mean, just was it? That's yeah. I don't yeah, know if you can see one. it. And it's like back when I didn't know how to manage curly hair and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you. I mean, you could tell you're nervous because of the way you're holding yourself and oh, yeah. hands in front. Absolutely. I mean, 
I remember at school, I was on, t- I was on camera just for some weird documentary and seeing the cameras there and people holding microphones to you and the whole micing up process. It's very daunting. Oh, it's so stressful. Are you kidding? And even like the global news studio itself, it's so like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's intimidating, you know? So like you walk in, there's this big door and it's, you just push it open and it's like, I don't know, they have some kind of padding or something like that. And yeah. uh, you walk in and it's literally green. Everything's green. And then they, <laughs> they have their their booth for like, um, I think it's evening news or something like that. Yeah. Um, and they're like their countertop and stuff like that. And um and where we were at, it was just like, it was literally green and it just went up to the ceiling and you face the cameras and there's like 20 cameras in front of you. There's like this uh, prompter to read off for the, you know, the newscasters and all that stuff. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, which camera am I supposed to look at? <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I was lucky because I just only had one camera, but yeah, you'd have like at least four or five different angles oh, yeah, and yeah, at least. boom yeah, arms yeah. and oh, yeah. You did really well. Us this, uh, yeah, and then they sent us this full email, I think, like a week before, and they were like, don't wear green, don't wear patterns, don't wear, <laughs> like, I don't know, like, I probably should have had curly hair just because you can see some spots of the green just because it's tough to get um, full, like, coverage yeah. <laughs> in curly hair because of all the spaces between the curls. Um, <laughs> so I probably should have straightened it looking back. <laughs> But yeah, definitely. And like, it's, it's funny to look back. I was, I think I was watching that interview like um, a couple weeks ago just to look back on stuff. And um, I'm like, wow, I'm really answering questions super short. And like, yeah. I was like, yes, no. Yeah, thank you. And that's it. And I was like, I could tell like the, the interviewers were like, okay, so yeah, like tell us a little bit more about this. <laughs> Trying to pull more information out. Exactly, and I was like, oh my goodness, it just made their job so much harder. <laughs> well, that's it, I mean, I, I've had it before where I've had people just give yes or no answers, and, you know, it is difficult, yeah. but you just you just work with it, and, I mean, yeah. obviously you're young, so it's it's a case of, you know, you, you learn to adapt, and if this is the first time... Exactly. You know, it's the first time you've done something like that, so... Yeah, yeah for sure. So it's definitely weird. <laughs> yeah, and I think I went back on like once or twice after that interview back on Global News. And the second time it was for uh, basically, so I was homeschooled uh, growing up, and uh, they had this um, I don't know, like uh, they were covering the topic of homeschooling. And they had me come on just because I was there before. And um, as a homeschooler, they wanted kind of like my point of view and how I went into music as well. And um, so basically they had me on and then they were asking questions. I was like, I'm going to get this right. Like, I'm going to answer questions well. (laughs) Like Sometimes (laughs) I do get a little bit around and it's a little tough to get all these questions right and like point to the right answer, but eventually get there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the, the biggest issue, I mean, particularly with like the news is they've got to hit deadlines. They've got to hit marks. And they're expecting, they'll have like a pre-schedule to say, okay, then they're expecting to say, they'll have you on and they'll expect it to last three minutes and 40 seconds and expecting Mm -hmm. like 20 second, 25 second answers. Now that doesn't sound like a lot of time, but when you're in front of a camera and when you're talking, it's a hell of a lot of time. Oh, it so is. And even like, you can see they have this like timer of like two minutes and 30 seconds or something. (laughs) And it was like super short. We were on there like for five minutes, I think, and we were out at the building. And um, so, yeah, they have this timer counting down and then 
there's like 30 seconds left. Then she's like, oh, real quick, last question. And you're like, wait, what is it? What's going what's to be the question? <laughs> Am I going to make it short? <laughs> this will be the only question that you actually give like a minute and a half's worth of answer. They cut you off. Right? <laughs> and they're like, thank you, thank you. All right, next on. And I'm just like, oops. <laughs> it's, it's all a learning curve. I mean, I've learned so much, particularly yeah. doing this. You know, it, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. I mean, how did that actually all come about then? Um, So basically, uh, I was 16 for my first interview with Global News, and um, I think we contacted uh, the station itself. It was after my... um, the release of my first single. So basically like I was 16, my first single was coming out and it was like the first song I wrote ever with lyrics and music. And it was just like, okay, let's just, you know, let's just record it and make a music video out of it. It was just all fun, all fun and games. And, and so my mom, she was the one doing some of the PR work and just getting um, the news out, advertising, et cetera. And she contacted the station itself and she was like, yo, we have Quebec artists here for single um she's from montreal so like could we get an interview and then they were like yeah sure come on and it's like it was like wow okay that was easy so <laughs> oh i need to start doing that just oh yeah yeah just <laughs> i'm here i'm from i'm from york <laughs> so is your mom your like manager or do you do that all yourself uh, so earlier years, uh, starting at 16 and a little bit younger, because uh, before country, I used to do um, opera. I used to sing opera. Uh, I was like learning wow. Italian, all that stuff. I did that for like a year and a half, maybe. Um, it wasn't my thing. I uh, figured that after I lost, uh, we were going in competitions and all that stuff. And I, I, I got the participation trophy, you know, and I was like, okay, I think it's time to switch to something. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll come, we'll come back to your mom in a second. Like yeah, yeah, opera, yeah, opera. Sure. what, what? <laughs> yeah. So like back to the country thing. So I did that for a year and a half and then I switched to country when I was 15 and then wrote my first song at 16. All right. Um, and then, you know, starting, like I didn't have a manager. I was new in the industry and my mom did do a lot of the managing. Uh, I'd be in charge of posting and writing the music itself. Like I was in charge of doing the posting and writing the music. Yeah. So, you know, like I was, part, I was in charge of that and she was like doing the background work. Um, so yeah, we did that for a couple of years. And then uh, when I was 18, I started paying the bills <laughs> and stuff like the recording and like all that, that stuff, getting yeah. jobs and then, you know, like, and we did get money from, you know, the, the, the airplanes and all that stuff in the streaming, which is awesome. You know, it, it kind of makes you feel like, you know, your work is, worth something yeah um so yeah starting at 18 i was paying the stuff and then um probably in the last year probably i've been taking on a lot more of the work and uh, managing myself but having my mom you know remind me of some things sometimes saying oh don't forget to do that like that's a good opportunity you know seeking out opportunities she can do that while i take care of the main work yeah i mean okay then let's let's go right right back so i'll ask the cliche question so it can lead on to other yeah. questions. What was it that initially got you into music? Like as a singer, just in general, not even as professional, just singing in general. Yeah. Yeah. So um, my answer is probably going to be different from what you normally hear. <laughs> but um, except for the beginning, the beginning is like any, any other musician, you know, like uh, I was introduced to music very young, um, started playing piano. I was four and um, my family and I used to do some caroling. 
Okay. We used to learn Christmas songs and then we go caroling and deliver cookies to our neighbors, you know, like very, very funny and cliche and cute. Okay. Um, so that was fun. But, uh, when I was 11, uh, I was, uh, sent to the hospital for 48 hours, uh, not for 48 hours. Actually, I was there for three weeks, but, um, I was 48 hours away from dying Wow! <laughs> when I went what? in there. Uh, it was for a, an appendix, a burst appendix, but, uh, we went there so late that the infection was like super close to my heart and like everything, like people were do, doing scans and stuff. Like, you know, like people were just doing a bunch of exams and they were like, I can't see anything. There's no inflammation. Like nothing's wrong with you. Like, I don't know why you're so much pain. You know, you've lost like 10 pounds from not doing anything and like dying basically. Yeah. Um, and we don't, we don't understand until, you know, the right person was like, um, you're like dying because the infections, like we can't see it because it's an infection from like a scan. You can't really see that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, doing blood work, they figured it out after a while. Well, <laughs> um, that's so yeah, scary. the infection's like really close to your heart. So like, go to the emergency room, uh, the operating room, and uh, yeah, so like operation and all that stuff. So the typical appendix surgery removal, like you'd have like tiny scars and you're out. Yeah, you know that's it. But for me, it was literally like this big of a scar, so like six inches of scarring. Oh, and wow. uh, you know a couple other scars on my stomach for the camera and stuff like that yeah um so it's a big thing um and you know like it really scared my whole family and my whole friends and family and all that stuff and for me i guess like being 11 i was just like going through it and i was like whatever like <laughs> you know like i don't even know what's going on myself so <laughs> um so eventually when i did get out of the hospital three weeks after uh, the reason for the three weeks is mainly because there were so many complications. Um, the infection created other problems. Anyway, yeah. after those three weeks, you know, um, I was just kind of reevaluating, you know, what was my life? What was I doing really? Like, was, was I supposed to just carry on after these three weeks and be like, yay, now I'm turning 12. Cool. Let's, let's keep going. <laughs> let's just keep having birthdays. Um, but yeah, no, for me, it was like, let's do something you know, that I can actually, um, enjoy and also make a difference or, you know, impact somebody's life or whatever. Yeah. And, um, for me, it was being a musician, you know, music was always part of our lives. Um, at home, my mom taught us a lot of music, uh, whether it was guitar or, you know, anything, any other, other instrument. And, um, I was like, let's do singing. You know, my mom was, did some singing back when she was younger. She used to uh, be the director for a choir. Yeah. So, you know, like it was, it was, it's part of my roots, part of my, my upbringing. And, um, I figured let's do, let's do music and, and, and singing was, was part of that plan. So, you know, I, I ended up getting into the opera field, <laughs> the opera genre from there. That That's, that's great. I will go back to the, um, the 48 hours live. The fact that, it took one doctor just to turn around after all those scans and everybody checking to yeah. turn around and say it's an infection. Imagine if that doctor didn't turn around and say that and it was missed. Oh yeah, like like oh yeah, and, and, and like the, the general like I don't know the system here. I think it works pretty well, uh, but for a free like we have free healthcare here, so like yeah. some people think it's a great advantage. Um, I, I would say yes to some degree, like for, for big, for, for like big surgeries and big bills, ultimately, like you don't have those, which yeah, is super cool. Which is the same um, here. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like really cool. But in terms of like, like whenever we went, we went to the emergency room and I think it took like almost, almost 12 hours until we actually got in. 
Yeah. Like until, yeah. So we were waiting like 12 hours in the emergency room until we were like processed and brought to one of the back rooms where they were, you know, going a little bit further into detail what was going on. Cause, cause some of my symptoms, uh, they were like, well, it doesn't sound like a big deal. You know, like, um, basically we had been doing this kind of like not diet, but I guess like cleansing thing with our family. I don't know. It was really weird. Yeah, like a detox kind <laughs> but of thing. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of a detox thing back then. Um, and it was like medically related to, to one of our um, family members. So we were doing that like as a whole family and we were basically eating a different, um, it was like different regimen and all that stuff. So, so my mom was like, I feel like this is expected from this diet thing, this whole purge we're doing this detox. Yeah. <laughs> so we didn't think much of it at first. Uh, but eventually like I was barely eating you know, I was sleeping most of the day, uh, going up the stairs was, was, was like my only exercise of the day. I was super pale. I had lost like 10 pounds. None of my clothes were fitting. And you know, back when you're 11, like losing 10 pounds in like two weeks, it's like, a big deal. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was like, I was skinny, like skinny, skinny. Um, so yeah, what was the question? I, I forgot. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> Back in the emergency room. Yeah. So basically my, I'm allergic to penicillin. So in the emergency room, when we were processed and all, um, so a nurse comes in and she's like, well, since you've got like a little bit of an infection, so we're going to give you some antibiotics. I'm like, oh God, cool. Sounds great. And then she's like, she's hooking it up. And then my mom's like, what are you giving her exactly? And then she's like, oh, it's like, it's blah, 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 this, this, this with penicillin. And my mom's like, did you even read her chart? No. She's going to die if you give her that. So she just goes white. The nurse goes white and she just like runs out. And then oh, <laughs> it, no. was like, it was like probably like, oh my gosh, it was, it was really, really bad. So it's <laughs> not only the infection or the appendicitis that's going to kill you. It's yeah. the nurse as well. Great. You just can't win. Yes. Anyway, a doctor, a doctor ends up coming in and goes like, we have another antibiotic with no penicillin. And this time yeah. <laughs> they hooked me up and uh, I think it seems to be helping, you know, like I, I wasn't in pain necessarily. Actually, no, I wasn't in pain. Like there was general pain in my stomach. Like you couldn't exactly pinpoint it yeah. to where the appendix is normally just because I think a couple of days prior to that, uh, the appendix burst, like it was, it had burst and it was, you know, pain in the middle of the night. I was like yelling a lot of stuff. Um, so they couldn't exactly pinpoint it just because the pain was everywhere in my stomach and not like pinpointed. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they were like, well, we're going to send you for like one of those, not CT scans, but like one of those, you know, like, um, you know, what pregnant, pregnant women get like it's yeah. those machine thingies um, for the stomach. Yes. Oh, yeah. it's got up my head now. Um, ultrasound. Yeah. I can't. Ultrasound. They, they were like, we're going to send you for an ultrasound just to check. Uh, so, you know, they were like, oh, you're 11, you know, you could be pregnant. So we're going to just check that off. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's your ultimate thing. Like, is that what you're going to, okay. <laughs> what, what was your parents' reaction to the 11 year old? My mom was just like, whatever, they like, they have to do this. Like, it's a requirement check they have to do anyway. Mm. So just like doing the ultrasound itself they had to check anyway they were gonna check anyway yeah so they did it they were like okay good news you're not pregnant and i was like <laughs> thank goodness i'm 11 wow <laughs> wow so so yeah they were like so we can check that off that's cool um and then they did a couple of things they looked and they like one one guy that was like i feel like he should have been fired um he was like i don't see anything honestly and he was like he's super rude yeah like my mom was like i think it could be an appendix like bursting or something and then he's like well it depends where you read that because you know like a lot of medical oh. experts are like 
you know, they think Google is really bad. And in a sense, yes, it is. But I have confirmed my own diagnosis properly yeah. using Google. So just saying. <laughs> just, just just a little sprinkle of, uh, yeah, yeah told you so. There. Like I, I have, like, yeah, I've self-diagnosed <laughs> myself correctly. I have, you know, like I went to see doctors after, but I was right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, anyway, this guy was like really rude. And um, towards my mom, towards us. And he was like, I don't see what the big deal is. Like there's no infection, whatever. Um, and then I think like less than 12 hours later, they did a repeat ultrasound. Um, and then he was like, um, and it was a different guy. And he was like, uh, here's the thing. We don't see anything because your appendix burst and the inflammation is everywhere. <laughs> so oh, we were like, oh, yeah, okay. So yeah, it was just like, I think it was like 10 minutes later. They were like in the OR, let's go. And uh, anyway, like when they, they actually didn't know the extent of the inflammation until they went in. And then at this point, they were like, oh, crap, let's open her up. <laughs> so they had to do the whole like incision, six inches incision and just get everything rinsed. And um, basically, there was nothing to remove besides the infl- inflammation and the infection. Um, so they had to take like the whole intestines out and like put them back in. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> Sorry, like no, anybody who doesn't like that. Oh, um, no, no. I, I love this. I, I'm fascinated. What? <laughs> What was going through your mind afterwards thinking, obviously, when was you told that everything was like taken out and cleaned out and, you know, was... Uh, I didn't know. uh, Well, yeah. I mean, the thing is that uh, I was very, very groggy. Like after I woke up, like I was was, like out of it. I was not there. Um, (laughs) But it was definitely like a weird experience. I wasn't really, there was like nothing in my brain really. Like I wasn't really thinking. I was just like, this is like what I have to do anyway. So yeah, not like I could just run out of here. (laughs) so you know and after like uh the uh, the surgeon did go tell my parents like this is what happened we had to go much further than we thought and all that stuff so my parents were definitely like really really shocked um they're very grateful that I was still alive and all so you know super thankful for that um I don't like a lot of it's a bit bit of a blur just because I was so out of it but um <clears throat> they did bring me back to the room like they, they slid me off the, the bed they were carrying me in to put me into the bed that was in the room. And that was painful. That was so painful. Oh, and I'm just like, basically like dragging me from one bed to the other one. And that was like mm. super painful. And the recovery itself, like I was like to get your like digestive system going. The most important thing I had to do was walk. Like that was the thing, like walking was this. And I was like, I have to get out of this bed. I have like bed sores yeah. from being on this bed. My hair hasn't been washed in probably a week. I don't know. <laughs> hey guys. I'm super skinny. Yeah, I'm super skinny. Have a tube down my nose to get like to avoid digesting too much, especially like gastric juices and all that stuff, which is super gross. Um, so yeah, like I have this tube down my nose. I think they ended up removing the tube like a couple days after. But anyway, getting out of bed was super tough. Like I had to, I had to press this pillow. Like a nurse, a nurse friend that we had, she brought some stuff. Um, and she was like, I can help you guys like to, to keep an eye on her and have the parents, uh, go home a little bit. Cause they were staying 24 seven. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so basically I had to press this pillow, this like rectangle ish pillow thing against my stomach and roll to the side and then lift myself up from the side. Does that make sense? Like yeah. roll to your side and then, yeah. So that like you can't just do in. like, yeah. So you can't do like a crunch to get up. Like that's yeah. not, a, the, you can't do that. So like, cause that would just rip everything open. <laughs> oh, just everything just goes. Bleh. Bleh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so gross. Um, so yeah, anyway, 
so you have to like do that and then the walking part you know like everything you know since the skin is like stitched together in a sense um you know walking and having the skin stretch whenever you're walking that was like a little yeah. painful so it was like baby steps like really tiny steps <laughs> Shuffle. Yeah, so, so there was that. Yeah, you just shuffled down the hallway. <laughs> so that was a painful recovery. And they actually took out, they didn't stitch it back. That was the weird part. They didn't stitch anything back. They stapled it back. And I was just like, Ooh. okay. <laughs> yeah, so it was like, I had a railway down my stomach. It was really weird. <laughs> Do you find it weird looking at like staples whenever you're stapling pieces of paper now thinking, oh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Or even just like, you know, those like commercial grade staplers <laughs> yes. uh, used for construction. That's exactly what it is. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was definitely like a weird experience and the whole recovery part um, was tricky. Cause you know, we, we, we were still on this diet thing and um, I can't remember what it was, but I think it was mainly gluten-free um so you could eat stuff like nuts and you know like grains and uh, all these kind of things like yeah. fruits and smoothies and like all these super fruit and foods kind of thing um so when i was given the okay to eat again that was the part where it all went wrong because they didn't tell us what i could eat they were just like yeah just go ahead and eat and i was like okay i'll just eat what i want and i started you know having trail mix and stuff like that it was really really cool and still until um there is this blockage. So basically the intestines, since they were not used and especially like since they were manipulated, they're, yeah. they're not placed naturally. They're not how they used to be. So to get, so normally when you're digesting, they move around a little bit. Yeah. Um, and eating all this food just created a blockage and had the intestines twist. Yeah. When you, when they twist, um, I learned this with the years cause I keep, well, to this day, I still have, uh, some periods during the month another month, uh, the year where I, um, I do have a little bit of a, um, again, what it's called. It's an intestine twisting. Yeah. I do still get some of those today to this day. Um, so basically when it twists, it can like this part of the intestine that's twist off, it cuts the blood circulation and it can cause that part of the intestine to die. Yeah. So, Which is and very if bad. it does, you have, yes, you have to go into surgery and get it removed. Um, so the thing is that when it twists, it's caused by these like Velcro patches and I'm doing like quotation marks here, yeah. so, like a Velcro patches where, um, two pieces of the intestine can get caught together and then caught off the digestion. Um, so this is what we call, um, what's the word for this? Is it an occlusion? I can't remember. Anyway, there's a specific word for it. I can't, I, it's, I'm, you know, I'm doctor, right don't here. worry. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I have become sort of one, you know, and I was like, and it is this, this, this phenomena that happens like, I don't know, like twice a year or something where I do get sick out of no reason. Like I could have eaten like nachos and salsa dip or something and just yeah. out, out of nowhere. I'm sick. Like I'm sick for the next 48 hours. So, you know, like this phenomena was like really weird. And I was like, okay, let me just go on the internet and see if there's anybody else who's like, who, who has this thing. And I found that, yes there are other people. So I was like, okay, let me go, let me go see a doctor to see what they say. And you know, like it feels whenever you bring up this, this mentioned thing, they're like, well, there's nothing to do. And I'm like, so I'm supposed to suffer for, for like suffer for 48 hours. And that's basically normal. Just cause like you get this simply from having somebody manipulate your intestines. So the only way to fix that problem is to have somebody go back in and get some of those Velcro patches out. Yeah. 
but that just causes more. So I'm just like, that makes no sense, you guys. The the intestines are just so long as well. And no matter where you take it out, it's going to happen somewhere else. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Like if you, you know, don't touch it, touch it, whatever. It's still going to happen. So I'm like, whatever, I'll just deal with it. I'll lose five pounds for 48 hours just getting it after. It's cool. You see, I'd, I'd normally at this point make like a joke about, oh, I wish I could have something like that so I could lose so much weight. But it's not right. I mean, that's scary. I mean, you don't necessarily, it is very scary because uh, the thing is that if you go too long without, oh, so the funny thing is it's very embarrassing, but <laughs> um, the, the way you know if you're getting better is if you pass gas. Yeah. Just saying. If you toot. So like, Boop. There you go. So, like, if you if you if you're getting better, uh, you can actually go to the bathroom and all that stuff. There is some vomiting involved. Like, there's it's, it's disgusting. I look horrible. I have bed sores from staying in bed for so long. Uh, basically, staying the same clothes yeah. <laughs> sometimes, uh, and watch a bunch of movies just to get my mind off the pain. Um, but yeah, I mean, you do lose weight from not eating for 48 hours, but you just get it right back. So yeah, well, <laughs> as soon as you start eating. So so does does it just like. Unna- you know, naturally unhook itself and then just goes back to normal after uh, a while. Most of the time, yes. Normally it really does. I haven't had a, up to today any instance where it hasn't because otherwise I'd be off to the hospital again. Yeah, touch wood. <laughs> so, you know, and I've tried different, yeah, and I've tried different uh, medication, you know, because I get, um, like, they're, they're like spasm, like um, spasms pain. I don't know. Like, they're, they're really weird. Like, they're, they're, they're like waves of pain that come on. And, you know, I've tried anti-spasmodic pain medication and, you know, I'll just throw it right back up. So there's absolutely nothing that works besides waiting it out. So yeah. it's like, let's just cash up on some binging at this point. You've really been through the walls. Really through the walls. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, this, this subject, I don't cover it as much as this. No, I love Usually this. I, <laughs> I love <You> it. <laughs> I usually interview is like the only thing I get to cover is like, oh yeah, I almost died when I was 11 from appendix bursting. And they're like, oh wow, okay, that's interesting. And you know, and they move on to the questions. So this is like as much as I've been um, developing on the subject. I've never really been on the air about this stuff so much, but yeah, I mean, oh, well, kind of yeah. have to get that story out there. No, 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 no. I, the thing is though, that that's the, gr- yeah. The reason why I love these stories is because it, kind of directs our life and you know exactly every everything we do kind of directs where we're going to go whether it's past relationships exactly. or you know like you say you know appendix you know appendix bursting and it's as random as it may have been at the time at least it's yeah. you've pulled through it uh, yes you may suffer yeah, a couple sure. times throughout the year um but at least it's kind of giving you that headset to face life you know to uh, yeah come up with you know you face an obstacle you fight through it rather than just exactly. giving it and like that's exactly and, and and you know that's what makes everybody's story unique you know we've been through through different paths that makes us what we are today and i'm just like you know like i live through this it's, it's and it, i'm not saying that what i'm living through is you know such a big deal because to me it's like it's not that big of a deal honestly like it's yeah. not not that much Oh you no, know, exactly. I just find it fascinating. Almost possible there, you know. So, yeah, for sure, it's it's <laughs> a cool story, you know, to get to tell people and be like, "This is my story," you know, and it's what you know kind of pushes me, kind of the back in the background a little bit to do more every day, you know. Yeah, don't worry, we will go to the music in a second. Do you have? Yeah. <laughs> do you have like a? Can you still see the scar then? 
Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's faded a lot. Um, like it's mostly the same color as my skin and I'm like pale as a white piece of paper, as you can tell with my background here, like I'm really? blending in. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's white, like the rest of my skin. Yeah. So it, it, it's blended in really well. Um, obviously my belly button doesn't look like it did, <laughs> but I, I mean, it's whatever. Like, I don't remember my, what my stomach looked like before. So I'm just like, it doesn't matter to me. It's, it's just me. Does yeah. it- Exactly. Has it ever affected relationships or anything like that? No, not at all. Honestly, like I've only had one relationship in the past, and no. Nah. I mean, if it did, I'd be like, "What's what's wrong with you?" Like seriously, like the, this scar is is the reason why I'm here today. Like, why would it bother you? Like exactly. honestly, <laughs> Things- so I don't think it should be a factor at all. That there frustrates me no, to no end mm-hmm. because. It's it's your body, you know, it's something that you've had to exactly. go through. Why should it affect yeah. somebody else? Yeah, nobody gets to have a say over how how I dress, how I look, how how many scars I have and all that stuff. Like that's that's mine. Like you can't no. Exactly. Like that's not you. It's you. It's, <laughs> it's it's your book. It's your life. Exactly. That's so you do you, are you still with your partner or Oh, no, 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 no. That was actually was a terrible relationship. It was toxic. Really? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm we're almost like a, a year and a half out of it. So I'm actually really happy where I am now. Um, not necessarily looking either. Um, I'm very happy single and all. So. That's good. Um, at least yeah. um, we, we always use like Taylor Swift as an example for this. But at least, oh, you've, sure. got, <laughs> at least you've got songs now to come from that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The last two songs are literally about this. <laughs> Um, the next one, not so much just cause you know, like I got that out of my system and it's like part of my songbook. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think experiences, whether it be relationships or, you know, things like an appendix bursting, they, they will be inspiration for songs, you know, well, whether it's about love or life, you know? Well, you got three songs out at the moment, you know, on say like Spotify. Four, actually four. Four. And four. Yeah. And- <laughs> Which one was your last one? Got Away? It was Got Away, the last one, yeah. And Before that, it was Heartbeat. Yeah, and then there's Strong, and on Spotify, there's only three. Really? That's weird. Yeah, there's only eight. Check that out. Uh, Got Away, Strong, and Heartbeat. What's the fourth? Oh, I've got the, I'll have the fourth on my thing, because you sent me it. Yeah, well, the fourth, actually, hang on. So let me look it up too because I'm I'm a little confused. There's four out for sure. Um, well, that's got away. Oh wait, is there? No, there might be only three. I'm losing track of my singles here. <laughs> uh, so basically, what we did last year, uh, last end of the year in December, we took off my four first, so there would only be three. Okay. Because um, I have seven singles in total. Um, yeah. So basically, we took off the first four just because they were from a different studio, a different era in my life. So the the, the recording quality isn't as good as the last three. Okay. And we were like, we don't want to confuse people and say like this is poor quality material and here's the latest cool ones. Like we, they, they might like we're, they're still available if people um, sign up for my newsletter on my um, mm-hmm. my website. So they get this free music, which is my older stuff. Um, so yeah, they're still available. People can still get them from my newsletters, but I'd rather not make them like, hey, look at this. Like, I'm not super proud of them. So I'm hiding them a little bit. <laughs> I think mean, you had me panicking for a second then, thinking, have I have, have I done something wrong here or am I missing something? Um, I don't know. 
No, it's me. It's all me. One thing yeah, that so I do, the only thing on here. One thing that I do want to jump on though is the fact that yeah, your newsletter, your mailing list. I highly, 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 highly recommend people go onto your mailing list. You can do that just by going to your website. And because, like I said at the beginning, there was one song that you covered, and it's called You Say, and that's by Lauren Daigle. Yeah. And it's such an amazing cover, and that's what introduced me to you. I have no idea how it came up, because I wasn't following you at the time. I think somebody just... See, it was on Instagram, so I don't even know how it came up. You know, no, you can't share yeah. stuff like that. And it came uh-huh. up. I listened to it, and I was like, "Oh my, what? What on earth? What is this voice?" And thank you. It's, the the emotion that you portray, particularly even in covers, you don't think it's a cover. I originally, I actually thought it was your own. I thought it was your <laughs> song. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and I mean, like, that song is just so powerful in uh, every lyric. Uh, it's just, it's an incredible song. And I think um, the, the songwriters, I think Lauren Daigle is one of them, too. Um, they just did such a good job at it. And uh, it was an honor to cover it, for sure. And I think you ended up getting to see it because we ran some ads on there. So we, we you know, had some money put on there to get it. Uh, to more people which paid off a bunch because then there was a bunch of people coming in and then they were like oh my god like she could sing like a... and, and then we basically like, me as well okay so this, yeah. I was in- <laughs> so basically that that song was actually a really good platform to to boost and promote just just because it was putting the best stuff out there yeah and it was i think it's the most uh the most popular cover i've ever done like a lot of people like that one compared to the other ones and i'm like that's cool <laughs> really i mean thank goodness you you know, pay for promotion on that. I mean, it does show that it does work. Yeah. If you, you know, if you put in the effort, I mean, the video quality itself is amazing. It's, yeah. it's yeah, studio sure. quality. <clears throat> was that done in a studio? Yeah, we had, um, no, it was actually done in my living room. What? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So, um, most of my videos are either done in my house at my grandma's farm, which was my first music video or in my backyard or in some like, like uh, abandoned places in my hometown. Like that's, that's like, that's most of the places we get um, just cause you know, like as an artist and um, as a student myself as well, like the money does not come out of the trees and all that stuff. Like it doesn't grow on trees. <laughs> yep. um, so we like abandoned places a lot. <laughs> um, so, and definitely like uh, for that video, we actually had, uh, I was working with a production team uh, two guys that I knew from a couple years back and um, one of their friends I had him doing I had him do the cover ones so I think the some of the covers or all of them yeah so all the covers were covered by him he shot those and he had this like fog machine and all that stuff it was really cool he had these like really cool light setups um, he even had film to cover the lights. So like if he wanted like a blue light here yeah. and an orange one here, he'd put like some film colored on top of there. So oh wow, it was really cool. Like he's, he, he was super creative and it was really fun. And we ended up shooting three covers in one day. Um, so I, you know, changed outfits and all that stuff. And we had my producer doing the guitar in the background. So yeah, I mean, Everything about it just screams class. It screams, <laughs> yeah. It screams heartache as well because it's 
the, like you, yeah. you know, you're just talking about the color in there. It's got that not not a dark tint to it, but it's very very mellow. It's very powerful. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very like somber and yeah, 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 for sure. And I think dark colors do um, promote this idea of like not darkness, but like thoughtfulness or like I don't know, like something like that. I think you know what I mean. But uh, <laughs> for sure, there, there's there's definitely a, a big creative input from him in there from uh, the the video, uh, the, not photographer, like film film guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's definitely like a really cool thing to do. And uh, my producer doesn't live like he lives really far from here. Like it's a three hour drive. Uh, but I drove up to record those three covers in one day. And my favorite one is the Adele cover. I don't know if you've seen that one. It's yeah. the Fire to the Rain. That yeah. was like my favorite one to sing. So Don't worry, I've seen them all. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen them all. Uh, and the, re- the reason why I mentioned You Say to begin with is because that's the first one that yeah. introduced me to yourself. And yeah, it's the sure. one that really cements in there. And you can see that you love... Mm-hmm. You love covering Adele because you. It's, I think I've seen. Yeah. It, I think I've seen it a few times, particularly across your Instagram. Yeah, I think it's just. Yeah, it's, I think it's just super cool. I think. Like, I mean, Adele's songs are just really powerful, and you know, like they have, they have big messages in there, and I think she's like a big female figure as well, and I think it's really cool. Um, so you know, uh, that one was really fun to cover because I could put my own artistic touch on there. You know, my own vocal touch. Uh, so that is super fun to do. And uh, also like the, the the outfit I'm wearing, it's like it's a bold outfit to wear. Well, not super bold, but like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a statement piece yeah. either way. So um, so it's like it's super cool to, you know, to get to embody this character and then get to get to do that on a, on a video. So as a singer, then, do you find uh, what are you like for gigging? You know, have you had many gigs recently or? performances no i have not in the last year actually i think in the last year i just did not go on stage <laughs> oh wait no no i didn't <laughs> you know they're, they're like two small ones so like i forgot about them but last <laughs> summer i did get to do two gigs <laughs> two full gigs so yeah i mean on on it depends what kind of gig i'm doing like if i'm doing acoustic i do like to get more like a down-to-earth feel so you know like i'll dress in jeans i'll wear something really cool um you know like laid back and just having fun and especially if there's not too many people then you get to talk a little bit and have more interaction from people which is really fun yeah um, and if I'm doing acoustic it's just going to be my mom and I on stage so you know we rehearse before and all that stuff we have a whole schedule for that um I also set up my own like show performances like whatever like the order of the songs and like uh, everything we're doing uh, for the whole set um but yeah if I'm going full band um obviously it's tougher just because I don't have a permanent band. I'm usually just hiring, you know, musicians here and there. And I'm like, can you do this for me on that day? And then like, this is how much I can pay you and all that stuff. So most of the time it works out really great. Um, But the tough part is coordinating everybody to get to (laughs) rehearse. Uh, That's the tougher part. But uh, I do, I do like to hire, you know, like um, more professional um, musicians just because, you know, they're they're so used to playing that, they just get on right where I'm thinking they should do and all that stuff. And they, they have their own flavor as well. So it all works really well. And um, yeah, for sure. If I'm doing full band, we're on a bigger stage, obviously. So I get to wear um, bigger like statement pieces or flowy, like lace thingies um, uh, and, and even like higher heels and all that stuff. Like 
the cool stuff and like yeah. hats and all that stuff. So props. And um, obviously like I'm five foot two, like you can't see this in video, but I'm five foot two. So heels are a must. <laughs> I would never have thought you were five foot two ever. Yeah, I know. I know. When I meet people like in real life, they're like, oh my gosh, you're so small. And I'm like, yay, thank you. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Thank you. You're not the first. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. I didn't notice. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Like I didn't notice. But like our my family in general, like I think the tallest in our family, like uh the near family is my dad and he's like five nine. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. we're not very tall. <laughs> you, but yeah. you must feel tall, especially when you're just in like family settings and then yeah, as soon as so you I don't go outside. feel short at all. Exactly. I don't feel short at all. Like even with friends and family and like neighbors, et cetera, or just going to the grocery store. Like I don't feel short just cause like, I don't know. I feel like in my town, there's a lot of five foot two girls. I don't know. <laughs> I don't feel short. It's just when I go like, um, more out to the West of Canada where people are just generally taller, apparently. And the U S <laughs> like people are giants there. So like, that's when I feel short. Oh, <laughs> It's like you got uh, life's throwing re- rocks at you. It's not rocks at this point; it's bricks. <laughs> <laughs> just bricks and boulders, just push off a cliff. Exactly, but it's cool. It's cool though, because like the fun thing about being short is you get to buy really cool high heels. So, I mean, it works cool. out. <laughs> Plus, you get to you get to like weave around the crowd a bit easier than what I. Can. Exactly. There's like pros and cons to everything. I mean, I, I have a hard time finding jeans, but high heels are really cool. So that's what it's about—the <laughs> high heels. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't wear high heels on a regular basis at all. Like, I do not do that. Like, I am a slippers and, like, sweats <laughs> kind of person. I bet <laughs> like, it's been... the rough down version of me is sweats and slippers. <laughs> I bet it's been fantastic but... with this whole, like, lockdown and stuff. Trying to... Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah. In light of the lockdown, that's been my, you know, like, my go-to outfit for sure. Um, but, yeah, like... Again, in light of the latest year, the last year, getting to dress up sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I see that you dressed up a bit now. Yeah, it's just a really fun top. The bottom is jeans. Like, that's it. Really? I mean, it's yeah. very, very smart. It's, that's almost something you'd wear to an office. Yeah, so it's like, it's like, it's like business casual, but like super casual in a sense that it looks business, but it's actually really casual. <laughs> have, you, have you got dressed up just for this? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to get more into the getting to wear this on a daily basis. So, you know, like I have a couple things I wear throughout the week and I have a, you know, like it's like dress on the top and then not in the bottom, like dress down on the bottom. So, yeah. So whenever I get in video, it's just like, oh, I look really, really business, you know. The amount of times that I've just been like pajama bottoms on the bottom and I've just chucked on a top. Exactly. Particularly during like live streams. It's just been so easy. Yeah. It's so easy. That's one of the highlights. <laughs> what is it that you're drinking? Oh, just water. And I, I drink a lot of water. So this is really big, actually. This is a, my water bottle. I think it's like a 26-ounce bottle. Yeah, I was, so I was going to I say. I drink like, yeah, I don't know. I bought this off Amazon for like $30, which sounds like a lot, but I think it's really worth it. Oh, um, There's actually like two, yeah, it's two, two straws come with this thing, two different lids, um, and it stays cool in the summer, so and I and I drink like, like two full things of this per day. So mine's a little bit smaller than that that I normally drink of. I leave it at work and I drink at least four mm-hmm. of them a day. It, I don't drink coffee and stuff at work. I just make. I always drink water. And that's but, awesome. I mean, I said at the start, you know, I'm trying to down this cup of coffee. This is my first coffee today. <laughs> yeah. 
So it's just something that just like wakes you up. Do you drink like coffee or tea or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I usually drink coffee in the morning. So like my breakfast is usually just like a smoothie and my coffee. And like that, 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 that does it for me. Um, so my coffee, I don't drink it with sugar. I just cut the sugar out of it. Cause I used to like it like really creamy and like really sweet, but I don't know, like I've had this whole health thing and then the sugar was just out the window. Um, <laughs> so it's just a lot of cream now. That's it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and I am the kind of person that forgets that I have coffee cause I'm so busy doing things. So I ended up switching my coffee mug for a like uh, thermos thing, like a like one of those yeah like, thermos flasks. Warm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those things. So like, so I get to put the lid on and it stays warm for longer than it would in a mug. Yeah. <laughs> Just because like, like I'll make my coffee around eight or like seven thirty, and I'll probably finish it. It's gonna be like nine. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You really so make it. Needs it needs to stay warm. Yeah, I kind of do. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just, I drink coffee and if I feel like drinking or like if I feel like snacking throughout the day and I'm like, no, like don't snack. That's a bad habit. I'll have green tea. Yeah. So. I mean, when you, cream, again. <laughs> when I asked that, you know, if you drink coffee or tea and you just went, yeah, I genuinely thought you were just going to go back to your old ways and just say, yep. Nope. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I meant yes, as in both. Like, I have both. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I drink coffee and tea. I mean, well, tea, I'll just throw my yeah. pen. Uh, I drink coffee <laughs> and tea, um, but for here in the UK, tea's tea. You know, it's not like green tea or... Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. proper tea with milk and usually sugar. But yeah. I, yeah, so I, I try to... Yeah, I've cut out the sugar just because it's like an extra thing to put in there that's not, not it's not super necessary because you're basically just covering up the flavor of the actual drink so um and i've been like i don't know like i've been on this whole like you know those tiny i don't know if you guys have this i'm not trying to be like like oh british have these things but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know like really tiny mugs and not mugs but like like uh, espresso cups, yeah like yeah so the, they're like teacups they, they're, they're super small and they have this plate because like here it's just like mug or glass like that's all you get yeah um, <laughs> so i don't know i've I like like seen that thing it's really cool yeah like china sets yeah that thing so it's like that you know, it's just nice to drink out of <laughs> the ones that you see you know like little kids playing with when they're having a tea party yeah that thing but obviously like adult size adult um, adult version <laughs> adult person <laughs> so yeah i do have like i have a pot and then i can just you know put my drink and all that stuff it's do you really have cool. a tea party <laughs> with myself me and myself and i <laughs> but yeah we normally drink from mugs so okay okay so that breaks one of the stereotypes i had for you guys <laughs> we all drink tea and eat scones and meet the queen exactly <laughs> Do you guys have any stereotypes for us? Like, I'm really curious about this. Like, Just for reference, before I go into stereotypes, I yeah. lived about 250, 300 miles away from London. So it's it's not like it's just around the corner. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Everybody's, like, in London, and that, that's the only town you guys live in. <laughs> so many people say, oh, you know, I say, have you ever been to the UK? Oh, yes, I've been to London. It's fantastic. Have you been anywhere else in the UK? Is there, is there anywhere exactly. else? <laughs> right. Stereotypes of Canada. Well, obviously, the main stereotypes is obviously maple syrup and mooses. Yeah. Mooses, <laughs> yeah. mooses. So I, I joke with my American friends 
uh, about that sometimes like uh, I don't know. I had a friend asking me what I was doing once, and I was like, "Oh, we're about to have like a beaver and moose race in our backyard. Like, we're just gonna have that, and then we're gonna have like maple shots." So, <laughs> like, yeah, we're gonna get you. We're gonna get like maple shots after. Like, it's super fun, and like you should try it sometime. That is something I so want to see now. <laughs> oh, my. oh man, so I just joke around a lot, and they're like, "Ha ha, very funny." What are you actually doing? And I'm like, <laughs> making an igloo. <laughs> Please, oh, we need to try and find a picture or something of like a moose and beaver race, <laughs> right. so you can send it to them. Say, yeah, this is what I'm doing right now. Oh my gosh, right? Like it should be like a mean thing. Like somebody's just having like a maple shot, and then like oh. a moose and a beaver running in the snow. That's brilliant. <laughs> it's super unlikely, but very Canadian. Oh, the 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 only other main stereotype really is Canadians are very friendly. Oh yeah. Yeah, like totally. very, very friendly. Like, if yeah, you used to look like, into them in the car, they'd, they'd be the one to apologize. Oh, you oh, bumped yeah, into sure. me. Oh, sorry. Like, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's probably like our, our, you know, like our second favorite word next to maple syrup and hello. <laughs> Going on to that stereotype then with maple syrup, do you eat a lot of maple syrup or because you cut down on the sugar that you don't have it as much? Uh, well, normally, like, I mean, we're the kind of family that stocks up on food a lot. Like yeah. <laughs> our pantry's just full all the time, and I don't get it. I don't understand why. COVID. <laughs> but um, yeah, kind of. Mostly for that thing, because you're like, we might get in lockdown again. Let's just stock up so much, and it's like super useless. But anyway, uh, we do have a lot of maple syrups, probably like twenty cans or something. Really? Um, <laughs> yeah, and I don't get it why, because I'm like, I'm I don't know. Like, I think really one or two people are in your family because you're six. Like one or two of us actually has maple syrup, like on a weekly basis or something. So I'm like, who takes all of these twenty <laughs> cans so fast? Like, I, it's not me. Like, I love maple syrup. Don't get me wrong. Like waffles, maple syrup, or pancakes. Like crepes, not pancakes. Like I don't like pancakes. I like yeah. crepes. Crepes um, are best. So, yeah, totally. So like, yeah, maple syrup goes on like anything really. They go in scrambled eggs. They go in yogurt if it's like super plain and super sour. Like. Oh yeah, it goes everywhere. Crepes can be salty, they can be sweet, they can be, you know, they exactly. Can, you can have meat with it. You, I mean, here in the UK, we have um, obviously we've got like a version of the IHOP here in the UK, and you could have anything you want. You could have any form of like meat, whether it's like a Sunday lunch, like beef and lamb. And oh, that's cool. On top of a pancake, it's so great. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so we do that sometimes on Sundays, on Saturdays, sorry, and uh, for like breakfast. And we got a waffle maker last year for my mom's birthday. So it's a double Belgian thing. So like you flip it over and you oh. put some waffle in there. Uh, so it's like super cool. And they come out really fluffy and they're just delicious. Exactly. You flip them. Oh, I want one. <laughs> it's not super expensive. So it's like, it's really cool. Um, so yeah, but my favorite part of having waffles is when they're in the fridge and you take them out and like split them in quarters and put them in the toaster. Yeah. That's when they're the most delicious. <laughs> so they're like spongy on the inside and then crispy on the outside. Yeah, and, and they're crispy. Exactly. And then more maple syrup on top of that. And, it's just and then delicious. the maple syrup soaks in and then. <laughs> exactly. Well, not too so- soaked in because otherwise it gets like really soggy and like yeah. chunky and stuff. So you're living like, the this, best like, life. time lapse. <laughs> On Saturday mornings, yeah. <laughs> oh, the, what's that your ideal breakfast, other than, like, the waffles and the maple syrup? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so, like, if I could have anything for breakfast, it, there's, like, a couple different things. It's, like, 
if I'm on a health thing, I would go for a fruit salad. That is literally my favorite thing in the world. Like I could have that every day for breakfast. And you can have that any day, any time of the day. Any day. Like I take it as a dessert. I take like anything. It just works yeah. so well. That's a snack. Um, but if I'm going for like, yeah, exactly. If I'm going for like a car breakfast and like, you know, a champion's breakfast, <laughs> it would be like half of a waffle, two eggs, breakfast sausage actual ketchup because like we make our ketchup here and i don't like it so i don't take any yeah <laughs> but um like that heinz ketchup like that's the thing yeah um and then heinz i have one king. of those you know like um <laughs> right um and one of those you know like a potato like um what do you call them the like, patties things uh, hash uh, brown. yeah those things yeah so like those and oh bacon, bacon. and that that does it do you have maple flavor bacon <laughs> see that that's what you have that we don't have I mean, the maple flavor bacon, is that like streaky bacon that's been caramelized in maple syrup? Or is that like back bacon? I have no idea. I think it's just like, because I think, isn't bacon like a a smoked ham in a sense? Yeah. Like slices of ham that's smoked? Our bacon's slightly different to like the American side um, because American bacon's pretty much like the streaky bacon, really thin. But ours is kind of like fatter and bigger and better. Well, ours is still in like strips. Ah, so, so you like, also be streaky bacon then. Yeah, so we we have that kind that's just sold in stores, and I think how they get the maple flavor is, is when they smoke it, they put some extra maple flavor in there. I have no idea, but anyways, it's delicious. I need <laughs> you to send me some. Oh, <laughs> shipping's gonna be extra though. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've just gone through this Brexit thing, so I don't know what shipping's gonna be like nowadays. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> political things are always interesting <laughs> oh yes definitely oh, I, I won't go into politics because yeah um, that's cool because i have no idea anything about politics i mean i'm not like i don't know anything about politics like i know what's going on like generally but i don't like to get into politics just because it's so messy yeah well you know? as an artist it's usually one of the best things to do is avoid going into yeah. it i stay out of it most 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 of the time unless it's like i don't know like an, an issue that i stand for which I'm like, okay, yes, I do stand for this movement or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, like. Well, that's it. I mean, as a presenter, you know, <laughs> I've got to try and keep a unbiased view of everything. And I do generally mm-hmm. look at every angle. You know, I don't just say, oh, I'm just supporting yeah. this. I'm just supporting that. You know, I take in everything. And that's, that's the main yeah, thing. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we're yeah. allowed to do that, you know. But then again, you're allowed to have an opinion. But then again, if you have an opinion, mm, people sure. like to jump on that. <laughs> exactly, right. Um, so yeah, just like avoiding these questions in general. Yeah, <laughs> and I like I've never really come across um, like interviewers saying, "What's your stance on this kind of movement?" And like I don't get these questions anyway because it's uh, not the political field that I'm in. So like I would I never don't have any problems with that. That I don't understand people doing that though. It's almost like the fishing. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was gonna say. It's like, are you trying to like trap me into something, saying something wrong, and then like making that go viral or something? Exactly. <laughs> to her she's a whatever supporter exactly like that's not how i'm supposed to go viral (laughs) you want to go well you want to go viral for your music i mean just going back to the music briefly because obviously i want to talk more about bacon (laughs) Um, don't we all strong and heartbeat they're already at 100,000 173,000 views on spotify yeah yeah for sure like i think yeah, it's crazy. Uh, they were released in 2019, and um, those two songs were released, yeah, in the same year. 
Yeah, same year. And Strongers really are really like it's, it, 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 it. What's the word I'm looking for? Like it, it did better than Heartbeat. Yeah, I think that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. So the thing is that I started using a radio tracker. I don't know if you guys know what it is, but like uh, this. Do you know what, what a radio tracker is? I presume it's something that you'd be able to see where the spins are playing and where what kind of demographic is listening to your music. Yeah, so basically this person, yeah, so this person makes sure uh, to track where your song is at in the charts mm-hmm. and to make sure that like all the potential radio stations are playing it. Yeah. So basically they, you know, they, they have a fee and all and I started using Radio Tracker uh, for strong. So that's how that song did so well. Like it was, is picked up by so many radio stations, uh, streamed and airplayed and all like people love that song. And I'm like, that's, that's cool. <laughs> awesome. Um, so yeah, that song did very, very well, uh, brought in a lot of revenue for, for me. So it was really encouraging. Um, heartbeat did not do as well just because as our first experience with radio trackers, we did not know how much time it would take to see like uh, our return on investment. So yeah. like we didn't know how long it take from the release in January to get like some kind of revenue in. Um, so basically I think it took all the way to December of that same year to see some kind of cash in. And we were like, Whoa, that worked. But the thing is that heartbeat was released in September of that same year. So like we hadn't seen anything come in yet. And we were like, wow, that was like so useless and money thrown like right in the trash yeah <laughs> so we're like let's just not take a radio tracker and that was our mistake because if we had it would have worked like the return of our investment into that song would have worked so much better have so you, you know there's like this business side of thing that you have to keep track of in this sense have you used the radio tracker for the your single got away yes yes i have so basically since that mistake we're like okay let's use one <laughs> from now on <laughs> So we've been using the same radio tracker, Scott Clemens from Ontario. Um, I, I don't even know if I'm saying his last name right. I feel like a lot of people are saying it differently. <laughs> so I'm just sticking wanna, with what I'm do using. Wanna, do you want to spell it out if you can? Okay, so it's it's C-L-E-M-E-N-T-S. Clemens. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. Clemens, something like that. I would have said Clemens. Either, you yeah, see the, you well, it's either Clemens it. or Clemence. Yeah, there's like different ways of saying it. I don't know, like he's, he's English, so like I have no idea. A bit like Blanche <laughs> I and Blanche. Yeah, it's the same same thing there. So you'd probably say like, oh, it's fine, like whatever <laughs> whatever you want to say. Whatever it. works for you, just make sure you pay me. Exactly. <laughs> so basically we've used him since since strong and he worked really well for Got Away. We had some well actually we haven't seen it yet come in just because it was released um back in August and it takes some time for all the counts to come in and all that stuff. And then your yearly paycheck to come in. Yeah. <laughs> so that takes a little while, but um, yeah, we're, we're, we have high, high hopes for that one. And we um, basically what makes the, my next single coming out different is that we're hiring the radio tracker to go to a bigger market. Yeah. So usually we go to uh, community radios for my other songs, but for this one, we're going for commercial radios, which are much bigger um so that usually brings in more money because the airplay um like rate is higher yeah so so and this song really like the, the new single has um like it, it's more of um it sounds more like the mainstream country music that you hear in canada and the u.s and all that stuff so it's really really good it's a really good move to get it to commercial radio so that's what we're aiming for and um, 
it's it's more expensive to get there, but yeah, <laughs> I think it's gonna be worth it. Now so. the radio tracker is that like a one-off like fee that you have to pay at the start, or is it something they take like a commission from from like overall sales? Or so basically, they do not touch anything uh, that's sale-wise because that would be um, that would be like a sales promoter kind of thing. Yeah. Actually, no, it'd be the distributor that would take a cut from that. Mm-hmm. What the radio tracker does is just make sure your song gets to radio. So what, how Scott works, it's just like a flat rate. So, um, for example, some of his prices are for community radios, it costs like three grand. Yeah, so like three grand, which is $3,000. Um, <laughs> that would be for community radios. That's just for the song. Don't um, worry, we, we, we know what three grand. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just cause like, I usually say three grand, but yeah, no, that's fine. I mean. We use um, grand as well. Okay, cool. <laughs> that's cool to know. And then the commercial rate, uh, for songs is almost five grand. Oh, so, wow. If you're, yeah, if you're so a little bit of a, say you've got your song and you want to put it into commercial radio and you pay five grand, does that automatically go to community radios as well? Or do you have to pay the two separate Oh, yeah, things? yeah, for sure. Like, it goes community and commercial. So there's, there's yeah. like, this extra and there's way more radios to contact. Um, it's a lot of work for Scott as well. I think he, he always goes beyond what his job description actually says. Oh, you know, like, um, yeah, for sure. He's, he's super awesome. And, like, um, for example, the song, like, the period of tracking is, like, 12 to 16 weeks or something like that. Um, so he does send me, like, reports every week like saying here's where you played here's how many spins you've gotten etc um so that's really really cool uh but sometimes after um you know because i've kept them on for a really long time um after the initial like when the, the period tracking is over um he would often just be like oh hey look at that like i just saw that your song's there like here's a you know like uh here, here's where your song's at in the charts and i'm like wow that's super cool didn't know that yeah uh, so you know i get some of the charting information from him as well um, or even like if I'm planning, like if I, if I'm planning on releasing a song, um, I'll, you know, get advice from him just being like, do you think it's a good move to release a song like April or something? Yeah. And he'd be like, well, let me check how, like, what's the state of things, the status. Um, and he gets that for me and it's like, it's really, really cool. So, you that's know, it's awesome. a relationship that that's been, uh, maintained and going on since 2019. So it's really oh, wow. cool. Does does that like yeah. include what other artists are putting out? So it kind of gives you a good idea of. Obviously, you can't know what everybody's putting out because a lot of people just say, "All right, I just want to create an album," and then boom, here you go. I mean, Taylor Swift did that with Evermore. So. Yeah, for sure. So basically, the charts that it gives me are the ones pertaining to my not level, but like my industry yeah. itself. So like you know, I'm I'm aware of of the artists that are not in competition, but with with, with me, but like in the same level so like um what's the the emerging artists so like mm-hmm. i'm part of emerging artists in canada um so i know who they are we, we've met a couple times we've you know like um cooperated sometimes for some different songwriting sessions and all that stuff the songwriting or even like um uh, just like performances and all that stuff so i know i know pretty much everybody in there um so basically in the charts whenever he gives me like oh there you are like i know who's around like i know who's in the other uh numbers and all that stuff and i'm like that's super cool you know yeah so no that's that yeah. sounds and even really got a, yeah yeah and even like the platform where radios get their songs is called the dmds mm-hmm. platforms and um got away was number it was number five i think 
or number four on the the day of its release as the oh, wow. top five most downloaded songs from the MDS platform. So I was like, whoa, that's cool. Like I, I think it was like right below Shania Twain and like some other male country artists. And I was like, whoa, that's cool. That's <laughs> awesome. I mean, yeah. Here in the UK, yeah. obviously our charts are like, our main charts for us really is, because country's not massive here in the UK yet, but it's growing. Yeah. So we use that like, awesome. the we use the iTunes charts. And okay. when an artist releases music here in the UK, we usually do, it usually goes straight up and then it like hovers and then drops down slowly. Yeah. But for yourself, obviously your charts automatically include everybody's, particularly in the main country range so like all those are coming straight from nashville and all your you know the like local artists as well so you've got a bit of a harder slog to you know fight yeah and well it's 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 sort of similar to what you guys are doing you know in the sense that it's canadian charts that we have overall like obviously like i wouldn't chart if i was like america wide uh the u.s and all that stuff just because there's so many awesome artists down in the u.s um, but yeah, it's, it's Canadian generally just, um, you know, as a whole, um, that the charts are produced and it's, sometimes you get, um, like we have some platforms, uh, for some country news and all that stuff. They have the Canadian charts and the all time, like all plays, all, um, you know, U S and Canada, yeah. um, you know, airplay charts and all that stuff. So you can see how Canadian it might be higher, but in the U S it might be a little lower. You know, so that's awesome. I mean, yeah. with, with your new single, then where are you expecting to find Get Out in the Mud? You know, have you got like a strategic plan in place for where you kind of expect it to go? You know, like a forecast kind of sit kind of thing. Yeah. So basically, I'm expecting since it's going commercial and all, like I'm expecting it to be like some of the sort sort, sort of the same uh, results as Got Away. Yeah. I'm expecting it to be one of the most downloaded songs um, on the day of its release. Um, so that's like one thing I'm aiming for. Since it's already done for Got Away, it shouldn't be much of a problem. Um, in terms of charting, there's definitely like some platforms that have, you know, they ask for, for example, like. Um, some radio stations do charts and they have people vote. Um, and one radio station in particular here in Quebec, they have the Anglophone, so the English chart and the French chart. Ooh. And on, yeah, and they have people voting. And without even, like, I didn't even, I forgot to actually be like, hey guys, go vote and all that stuff because I would usually do that. <laughs> but I forgot to do it. And <laughs> my song got to number two on number five, like on, on their, their top. Yeah. Five, like thingy that they they post um so apparently people have been voting for that one and i'm like whoa that's cool that's awesome. awesome you know thanks so much yeah so um got, got away got to that and uh, i'm just hoping to chart you know just to get the song um more awareness and um i'm obviously like in terms of release strategy um there's like i have a whole social media strategy for that um i'm a student in communications and marketing i'm, I'm finishing my bachelor's <gasps> soon um yeah so like uh i've already planned out my whole marketing and like advertising thing campaign and all that stuff that i'm already doing um i have some things that are going to happen uh during you know like we have a we're going to be doing a 12-day countdown um so my song is coming out on radio stations on the first of february but the 12th is when it comes out on digital platforms yeah so 
we have this like whole countdown thing where there's a bunch of stuff that's going to get released. We're going to have contests and all that stuff. Like sport <laughs> we're going to have, you know, yeah, we're going to have a few things and we're going to have, you know, like a lot of collabs. Um, I want to go live with a few people that help making, helping the making of the song itself, the video and all. And I'm going to have like sneak peeks coming out, um, you know, and, and, and asking people like we have a, a, a big music promoter on the Ontario, uh, Dave Woods. He does a lot. Of, I think he does weekly like um, live performance sessions. So he has like four um, artists come out and um, live, of course, uh, virtual thing. And, you know, like we do like a songwriter's round where we sing like four songs yeah. um, each. And um, yeah, so, you know, like I asked him, hey, can I be on your show and all like I've been before? And he's like, yeah, for sure. Pick a date and we'll we'll make it work. And I'm like, super cool. Thanks. You know, and I have a bunch of people promoting it as well, you know, writing articles. So it's, 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 it's a big promotional push that we're going for this one since it's commercial. Like we really, really, really want to get this one to be big. So that's we're pushing awesome. for it. That's awesome. Yeah. So I mean, obviously I'll go, I'm going to go into the video in a second, but let's, let's just have a bit of a synopsis of what Get Out of the Mud is. What is, in your words, the song about? So basically the song, uh, that was not really my original intention. Like I just wrote it out of pure fun, <laughs> but uh, yep. it sort of came out as an inspirational song for like, um, it's, it's a lot about metaphors. Like yes. the song is filled with metaphors completely like full, um, where get out of the mud symbolizes, um, the situation we're in yep. with the pandemic and everything. So it's like the, the song in itself is basically like, yes, you may be looking like you may be seeing a, like an issue or a problem you're having now but if you look at it globally like if you look at it from a bigger or from a different point of view altogether it's it doesn't look as bad as it does from up close you yeah. know so it's kind of like this thing where it's like you'll get out of it like we you're gonna make it through you're gonna be alive at the end of this you know whether it be for worse or better like it's gonna be okay you know and i know it sounds it's not super cliche and like okay like we've all heard it like we're gonna be okay <laughs> cool got it you know <laughs> So, you know, like, uh, so, so, so it's, it's just a reminder, uh, without actually saying it's going to be okay in the sense that, you know, get out of the mud, uh, you know, the, the video itself has, uh, the image of, well, there's a video part of it, of a truck stuck in a mud, like in a whole mud thing. <laughs> yep. Um, and I, I am myself in a mud pit. <laughs> so, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to get the truck out of there and, and, you know, in the video, you might be thinking, um, OK, so the truck could easily get out of the truck, out of the mud. Um, but, you know, like I'm focusing on this thing on this rock that's in front of the wheel and focusing on this thing that's actually in my way. But it it, it isn't really, you know, in a sense that you know, it's, it's actually, you know, the, the looking at the video, you might say, well, that, does, that looks like a stupid thing to do. Like <laughs> you could you could just get in the truck and drive and you, you wouldn't even notice there was a rock there. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but it's 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 all about the symbolism of it. You know, I mean, you just you just you just ruined my questions. Why? <laughs> Whose idea was oh, it? I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. I love it. Whose idea was it to get you in Wellington boots, pair of jeans, a was it a puffer jacket? Just yeah. sat in a puddle, like. <laughs> literally <laughs> no at first you're kneeling and i remember seeing like the you you was doing like a thank you to like the video producers and you know the videographers and yeah. there was there was just the image of you just 
sat in the mud. You know when you see children playing in mud? It, okay, so when you see children playing mud, it, it looks way more fun than it actually is, <laughs> <laughs> depending on the temperature of the water. So basically, yeah. we filmed this music video in October, um, mid-October, so it was actually kind of chilly. Um, we had a few mud like um, puddles, well, actually lakes, because uh, it had rained before, so it was like perfect timing to shoot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically, the whole scenario was like, yeah, you're going to get in the water, Um you're going to be trying to get your truck out of the mud and you're going to fall in from something super stupid. Um, But you're still going to fall in. And, you know, like it it was really tricky because we could only do the shot of me falling once because, you know, like it'd be dumb to see me going in when I'm already wet if it's like the second take. Um, So we had to do that once. And it was really cold. It was really, really cold. Um, so I, I, I couldn't feel my legs. Um, it was the most interesting shower I've ever, ever had after that. It was just like a weird, you know how like whenever your hands are really cold and you just wash your hands yep. and the, your hands feel like they're burning. Yeah. But it's not that hot. That's how it felt. Like that. I was that, just like, whoa, okay. Needily feeling that you get like somebody's stabbing you and. Exactly. And it's like, this water must be boiling, but it's not like, it's really not. <laughs> Oh, I mean, it's unique. It's a unique video, I've got to say. It really is, yeah. So I I was, like, completely covered. Um, And we had this this shot um, in the video, like, where I'm actually just singing the song, but I'm, I'm like, sitting in the puddle as well. (laughs) (laughs) There's definitely a lot of, like, there was also, like, a lot of tugging at the the big-ass rock that was in front of the wheel. Um, Yeah, so there was, like, some shots with the G there. Um, it is tricky, but we ended up doing it. It was really cool. And, uh, so we ended up covering the truck was actually borrowed from a friend. Um, but we covered the driver's seat with a, uh, garbage bag, <laughs> just so I could drive home. Um, so <laughs> the puddle we were filming at was like three minutes away from home. So it was really, really, really near is super accessible and it's really nice. You didn't have like a spare change of clothes then? No. <laughs> Just because we were so close, it was like, it was kind of pointless. And anyway, I was going to be like covered in dirt and all that stuff. So I was like, why would I change when I'm going to change after a shower? So that, that, that's when you take some like sweatpants. Yeah. Well, actually I couldn't put sweatpants because we weren't done filming yet. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, after the mud thing, we had like a couple scenes left to shoot, but we weren't done. So I was like, crap, I got to do this again. <laughs> So anyway, like, but the fun part of, uh, like then my third outfit of the day was some kind of like legging sweatpants kind of thing. So they're like, you know, they, they, they kind of look like leggings, but they're actually yeah. sweatpants, which is really, really cool. Um, you know, those, those, those pants, I wear them on a regular basis. They're so <laughs> fun. Um, and a big sweater. So we yeah. I had a big green sweater, um, like a turtleneck thing is really nice. Cause it's, it's like to get warm <laughs> so oh, oh and fun fact uh the boot i was wearing the rainy rain boots yeah one of them had a hole in one of them had a hole in it <laughs> so he was getting wet regardless yeah so like i stepped in the puddle and then i was like okay i'm not supposed to get wet now <laughs> like that's not no that. yeah so like my my entire right foot was always soaked in water from like beginning to the end Mm, (laughs) so um, yeah and after the shower yeah after the shower it was the scene 
where we did uh, washing down the truck. So I had like a, a hose and we could, I was like spraying on the truck, washing it. And you know, I had my hair tied up. It was really cool. Um, so, you know, it was like one of those B-roll things where it's just like slow-mo. You see the water dripping down, <laughs> the dirt going away. And we had the last scene where I'm just sitting on the porch uh, having like a cup of water <laughs> in quotation marks. It was actually supposed to be coffee, like pretending to be coffee, but it was just water. Yeah. Um, and I was drinking that. I had a blanket. I was just staring off in the sunset, you know, cliche scene and just enjoying the view of my clean truck. <laughs> oh, <bless laughs> so that was less. Gotta love a clean truck. Right. Uh, it's like a dark <laughs> F-150. So it's really nice. If do you, can you, do you drive? Obviously, you, yes, do, I do. You, said, you just you just said that you drove it home. What what do you drive? Uh, well, right now, like I drive my like I live at home with my parents, so like I drive their cars. Okay, <laughs> I don't have mine yet, but uh, yeah, I just well with the pandemic and everything, I don't really need one anyway. So um, I just drive uh, so like uh, Toyotas. We have Toyotas here. We just really like them. Uh, but if I had my like my ultimate like my 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 own car and all that stuff. If I had all the money in the world and I could just whatever I wanted, <laughs> it would definitely be an F-150. <laughs> really? <laughs> or like a Ram or something. Like a, a truck, just a pickup in general. Like I really like those. Not not, not to be, please don't set this in like a rude way, but what's it like <laughs> being a shorter person driving like a larger truck? Oh, no, no. That's actually super funny. Like it's, it's I joke about it myself. Like it's, it's totally cool. Um so basically, um, I'm going to put you in the you know point of view of a five <laughs> foot tall person. Um, so, you know, like the little levers on the side of the bench that brings you closer to the wheel. Yeah. That's all the way to the max. <laughs> if there is a like um, like a little remote to bring the pedals closer to you, that will definitely be useful. Um <laughs> Oh, and the thing to make the bench go like forward or backwards. Yeah. That's going to be mostly forward. Just to try <laughs> and wheel, like, mo- Yeah. So like closer to the wheel <laughs> and like if the wheel moves down or up, you're going to move it down just because you can't see, you know, so all these things. Oh, and the oh. mirrors are going to be like super jacked, like close to you. The, you know, the all the mirrors are going to be super moved. Because <laughs> uh, uh, I'm six foot, six foot one. And I, <laughs> oh wow! I can just imagine trying to get in afterwards, and yeah, it drives my family nuts. <laughs> like my dad, he's like five nine, you know. So like every time I take his car, which is like a Toyota Yaris, so it's like it's pretty compact, it's small. So like I get it, and you know, bring up the seat. I mean, it's not all the way up to the front. Like obviously, I'm not like paper thin. Yeah. So like, <laughs> you know, like I I don't I don't need to go all the way to like the front. Shimmy but, uh, in. Yeah, so like myself getting in to where my seat needs to be gets a little tricky sometimes. I'm just like, okay, let's get in. Okay, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so like I do get in pretty okay. Um, but my dad, he's like, can you please, when you're done using the car, put the seat back? And I'm like, oh, I try to remember. <laughs> that, that's the hardest thing, though, is obviously to for somebody that's taller to move the seat back, you've got to kind of get in, be all hunched up, and then move it backwards. Oh yeah, or like my dad doesn't bother getting in. He's just like bringing the seat back and then <laughs> and then sits, you know. Automatically, so like, first thing he does is just yep, seat back. Don't yeah, even check exactly. it anymore. So like, I'm, yeah, and, and like right now with the state of the province and country and etc. Like, like I I haven't left the house in like probably a month. Really? <laughs> I've lost track. Yeah, I've kind of lost track here. Um, <laughs> actually, when was the last time I left? 
I don't even know. Wow. <laughs> I, 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 should probably, I should probably just, just go around for a driver's something like, yeah, just, just to get out. But anyway. Get yourself a coffee somewhere. Uh, yeah, that would be like, yay, the outing of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Outside world people. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, right now we have a, we have three cars because we ended up buying an extra one um, during the pandemic, which is kind of a weird move, but it was okay because cars were at a less like a smaller price. Yeah. And um, we needed a third one because uh, I had a job back uh, this summer, which I ended up quitting. Um, and my brother was going off to uh, university as well. So um, we were always constantly going like, okay, when are you leaving the house? When are you? Because like we have to schedule cars and all that stuff. So we got really, really tired of Getting that. Getting diary uh, out. You know. Oh, it's free between oh six gosh, and eight. Terrible. Yeah, it's free that time. Oh, you know what? You can wait in the parking for like 30 minutes and then like we can, you know, <laughs> work that way. Um, so we ended up buying a new one and uh, we really like that one. It's super nice. But now that we can't get out, we have to actually take a car and drive it around once a week just to get them working a little bit. Yeah, don't want the brakes. <laughs> so they don't rust there. Exactly. So, you know, like my dad, he goes off to work every day. So sometimes he'll just alternate cars just to get them all, all to work a little bit, you know. I mean, I, I, I said the word, oh, my God, a second ago then. And behind you, there's a like a little pinup bar thing with a... a what? Oh, that thing. Yeah. yeah. What is that? Yeah. Um, what I, I'm trying to, I was trying to read it earlier. It says, cast your cares on the Lord. Psalms 55, 22. Oh, are you, are you, yeah. is your family very much a religious family? Yeah, we're Christian. So uh, we're the, there's a couple of denominations there, but um, we're Baptist Christian. So yeah, yeah, a couple things around the house like that. It's nice. Sunday's church day. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we have a, we go to church in Laval. Um, well, right now churches are closed, but uh, we've been watching sermons from Ohio from a yeah from a pastor we really really like um his name is john bouquet we really like how he, how he preaches uh so we've been watching him for a good part of the last year and this year so it's really nice that's awesome i mean because that was gonna be one of my yeah. questions was because here in the uk you can there's only certain like places that are open now places of worship are open yeah um but during the mm-hmm. first lockdown they were all closed so everybody yeah. went to like on TV, there's certain channels you can go to, um, mm-hmm. which do like readings, and there's obviously yeah, YouTube. Yeah. YouTube's been fantastic for stuff like that, and Facebook yeah, Live. Yeah, sure. How is it that what do you all do? You know, you say that you watch the guy from Ohio. Yeah, so basically, there's a couple platforms. Um, our church in Laval was open um, in the last part of last year, but it closed down um, bef- before they ended up closing churches. Uh, it closed down because they had um, an outbreak, a little bit of a tiny bit outbreak in there. Um, so they, had, they they wanted to, to close down for 14 days, which was like smart to do. Was it yeah. 14 days or a little more? I can't remember. 14 days at least. Um, and then ended up not being able to open up just because worship uh, places were like closed permanently. Um, so basically our church in Laval had a YouTube live platform uh, but the church in Ohio, we were watching on Facebook Live, which was really cool. That's hot. That's brilliant. That it's, I mean, yeah. I, I don't go to church, um, but it's nice to know that people can still practice faith, you know, even in a safe environment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, 
you know, and I think the tough part is especially for elderly people or people that live alone, because uh, the community of, you know, gathering in a church was very important for them and, you know, super understandable. Um, for us being six, sometimes it gets a little bit <laughs> aligned. We're like, we need space. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, we do like community getting to reach out to people over there. Well, the church in Ohio, we only know the pastor. So we've mainly just been watching and not necessarily been like, Hey, what's up? Can we like chat with you guys? <laughs> but there's a church in Montreal here, um, that have zoom meetings, like virtual gatherings before. Um, and then they all watch as a watch party, the, like the sermon and all and then we get to talk a little bit after which i thought was really cool yeah no, no that's brilliant and i've just noticed now is that a bible on top of the mantelpiece the fireplace oh no that's um oh, is that a book that's like a horse dressing book so it's my grandma gave me this okay so she has a farm it's in french you can't read that but uh, <laughs> oh um, this is cheval here's the horse <laughs> Yeah, so so yeah, it's it's a book about how to raise a horse, I guess. I don't know. I just thought it was a really cool book and I was like, Can I have it? She's like, Yeah, sure. <laughs> and it's now decoration. So, yeah. Yeah, kind of. But I think it's really fascinating, you know, there's like different like pictures in here. Oh that, um, that's... for everybody listening, I'm showing pictures right now, <laughs> so you can't see those. <laughs> so at the moment we're on page one six seven of uh Levage uh, de Chevelle. <laughs> one forty seven, one forty six, and there's if, like if you want to if you want to check it out, <laughs> we are currently looking at pictures of horses' legs and a diagram of horses' legs and hooves. <laughs> right, but it's like it's a super old book. Like she gave me two books, and this one's from the 1940s. Oh wow! What edition is yeah, it? Yeah, so I thought that was like super. I have no idea. Um, is it like an actual edition or something? I don't even know. Like it's just like oh, see, it's from the Oka Agriculture like institution here. Um, but there's something about the University of Montreal as well. So it's uh, from the area here. Like that's an that's an actual town. Oh, well, Montreal and Oka. Did so you say an actual town? Did you just say University of Montreal? Is that a stolen book? Yeah. Oh no 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 no! It says no no because um, there's stamps the, in it from where it's been taken out. No, it's not a stamp. It's like I don't know if you can read that, but it's like yeah, I can um, see it. Uh, yeah, University so the, the, the guy who Montreal. wrote it. Yeah, so the guy who wrote it, he works in a department at the <laughs> University of Montreal. So it's not stolen. <laughs> I'm yeah, joking. So no. really cool. It looks super awesome. And, you know, my grandma had a farm. Well, they're actually selling it this year, which is super sad. Oh. But um, they have, they, yeah, the first music video we filmed was at their farm. So you guys can get to see a little bit there. But um, they had, oh, I think... I don't know in total how many, but they had a couple horses go through that farm for sure. And um, that's where I learned how to ride a horse when I was like, ooh, 12. <laughs> oh, you know what? Funny story. Back to 12 years old, uh, when I was having like my appendix surgery and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. That summer, time. we were, yeah, so like that summer, we were supposed to go up to my grandma's and ride her horses. Like that was like our plan. Yeah. Uh, but I ended up getting sick and having, needing the surgery. So like, when they told us, I was like, but mom, I won't be able to ride a horse. Like, I won't be able to do that if I have a huge scar on myself. Like, that won't work. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, like, my only concern. I was like, I can't ride a not horse if I have a scar. Not the fact that you're going to die, but, you know, I can't ride a horse. Yeah, yeah. So my mom was like, well, no, we're just canceling our plans. We'll do it sometime else. <laughs> I suppose that that's always a thing, though, when you're younger. You know, you always kind of overemphasize 
things that aren't necessary. You know, you don't realize yeah. about like your own health and how dangerous it can actually be. That's it's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think about how almost naive we are yeah. as children. Right. And, you know, like you don't realize the situation itself, like to me, it was a little bit shocking to know the 48 hours thing later on. Like I didn't find out until I think I was out of the hospital or something. Um, so, you know, like that was like, um, okay, you know, that's, that's a little shocking. Didn't really think much of it. You know, I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> so that's, you know, crazy. But it's, it's a little bit of a statistic number there for the story. <laughs> Oh, so you, you, what year, how old were you then when you learned how to ride horses? Oh man, the first time, I must have been like super young. Yes, that's what okay, I, the, first that's time the noise a horse makes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like, okay, so the first time was probably like when my parents, we went up to my grandma's farm. I must have been like six or seven. Oh, wow. much older than that. Yeah, so like, that was like my first time on one. Uh, getting to ride it myself, though, I was probably a little bit older. We didn't get to ride much of it just because, um, you know, my grandma got older at some point and she had to, you know, actually train her horses to be ridden. Yeah. And um, at some point she just didn't have the energy to do that anymore, which is sad, but, you know, we understood either way. We can still go and see them. They're just a little wild. <laughs> so, um and then, like, in the last few years, they've sold most of the horses. They have only uh, – they have chickens, uh, cattle, I think some some pigs. Yeah, so so they have a few things left, but not much since they're selling anyway. So yeah. when, there's this whole – When they sell the farm, then, will they sell the livestock with the farm? I actually have no idea. They're selling to somebody who's going to be using the land, but I'm not sure if he's doing like the whole farm thing. Um, and oh like God. in terms of where they're moving themselves uh, is a little bit unsure at the moment. They, they, they might be renting a house that this guy's going to be building for them up higher on the hill. Yeah. They mainly have to, the thing is that the house they're living in right now was, um, so basically my grandma remarried when my mom was 20 and, um, she moved into his house where he's been since he's been born, which I'm like, how can you do that? Like I've moved a couple of <laughs> times in my life. and like, how do you live in a house from like start to end? Like what? I can't imagine that. <laughs> so this house is like, Oh man, it's crazy. But anyway, like the house is so old. Like the, the floors are crooked. Like it's, it's just a mess, <laughs> No, but there's a bunch of memories in there. Like I'm not saying it's terrible, um, but yeah, like it's super old. Um, the structure itself needs to, you know, a big, renovation there but the thing is that they can't just renovate the house because renovating it would just be pointless uh where they're at right now there's a bank um out to the river and um the river is actually like eating at the bank so it's coming closer to the house and the house they have right now gets flooded every spring yeah uh, the basement just gets full 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 of water so there's no point in renovating it like putting a bunch of money into that when all they have to do is literally like tear it down and just build higher up on the hill. So yeah. that's the plan. Ultimately they are going to destroy everything, uh, remill, like everything, rework the land to make it grow crops or something like that. And, you know, build higher up on that. I hope it's to build, you know, I hope it's to grow crops and not just to destroy the land to, you know, build oh, no, no, houses like, and yeah, stuff. The, yeah, no, I don't think so. Cause like this part of the, you know, where they're at, there's like um, an access to the beach. So, 
it's a little tricky, you know, trying to manage a lot of the, you know, a lot of public, a lot of the publics do come up yeah. to, uh, to go on these beaches when they're actually, you know, owned, they're not public. You can't just go there. Um, so that's like managing that part's a little tough for them. Uh, but this guy, like he's an investor, what investor kind of person. So like, I'm pretty sure he would just use it to make crops and then sell it and like those kinds of things. Yeah. So we're, it's a little bit uncertain right now. We're not sure. So they're just seeing what works for them. So oh. and also to get the, the best price as possible and sell. So, cause it's a, it's a big piece of land. <laughs> that, that, so. That's the main thing as well. You know, for you as a family as well to get the best possible price and farmland, I can imagine get quite a bit for. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit tough, you know, because, like, you know, my grandma and, and her husband, they, you know, they just want to sell and move. Um, so, ultimately, they, they'd be like, oh, yeah, we can settle for this price. And we're just like, no, it's worth so much more than yeah. that. I do not settle, you know. So, so it's a little bit of a bit of a conflict there. But we're trying to get to help them sell as best as possible, for sure. That's it. I mean, it's not just for them but it's for the whole family as well because eventually that will yeah mm-hmm. yeah for sure I know what you mean yeah one thing I want to ask though yeah. is when you've had a drink there when you put it down do me a favour mm-hmm. just lift your arms yeah. like that what's that wrapped around your right arm oh <laughs> it's a hair tie Ah, okay. it's like one of those it's one of those like rubber hair ties things but this one's stretched out so like it goes all the way to like my my bicep thing so like okay i just didn't tie my hair today that's all that makes <laughs> sense basically <laughs> well if you haven't gathered by now <laughs> me and justine are talking via zoom and every so often she goes for <laughs> a drink and she lifts up her arm and i see this like squiggly line now it reminds me of a telephone cord you know the old style telephone cords yeah that's exactly the... what it is like it's a like wire thing yeah <laughs> and i wasn't sure whether it was her headphones that was just like wrapped around her arm just for like say oh, they're, they're wireless headphones i know <laughs> that I've, i said right at the beginning they're smart <laughs> yeah so yeah it's just a hair tie i have like five of those but this one's stretched out it's like so I thought I'm gonna carry it until it breaks. <laughs> I, I thought it was either headphone wires or it was a tattoo. Now I know you got a tattoo on yeah, your arm. Yeah, that was it. like my second thought that you would have thought it was. That's a lot of thoughts, but yeah, it <laughs> would have looked like a tattoo except for the tr- 3D thing. <laughs> well, you never know. I mean, I've got 3D tattoos, and you know, it, yeah. I mean, I have a tattoo right here, so it's like it's not what out notes, of the ordinary. That's what I was going to ask you next. So, was what. Ah, it's, it's the so it's same just a music sound. note. So basically, it's a cross. It's a cross with a music note. Yeah. And then it says Psalms fifty-seven seven, and that says, "My heart is steadfast. My heart is steadfast. Oh God, um, I will sing and make music." Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I thought it was really appropriate, and I was like, "I'm eighteen. When I'm eighteen, I can make a tattoo. I can get one." And it was like a little more expensive than I thought, but <laughs> <laughs> just a, just a bit. Just a bit more. Like, I honestly, like, whenever I share, you know, the price with people, they're like, okay, that's expensive for a real small tattoo. But I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. It was my first. I got, I got, you know, like, played. But whatever. <laughs> so, no. I'm still really happy about it. My my brother and I got tattoos together for, like, I don't know. He wanted to get one, too. So, I was like, let's do it. How old's your brother? He's 20. Oh, okay. So, I'm, su- yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't got one sooner. Has he already got tattoos or... No, no, no. It was his first one too. So like, 
um, he got one here, like above on his uh, forearm. Forearm, yes. So next to, yeah, next to his elbow, kind of, but like in the front part. So um, it's a, it's a barcode, but in the background there's a Canadian flag, and um, yeah, so it, it looks like a barcode, but instead of the white in between is the Canadian flag, so it looks really really cool. And uh, at the bottom, he's got another like biblical reference, Psalm something. I can't remember what it is, but it's basically, um, you know how, um, like, uh, what it's called? What is it called? It's like, you know, every country has its own like like motto or something like that. Yeah. Um, in Canada, it has this coast to coast thing, but that's the so his biblical reference is the actual verse where it says coast to coast thing. So, oh wow, really cool. Oh yeah. Look yeah, at, so it's like symbolic things that we wanted to do. Look at you two being all family and sibling-esque. <laughs> right? It was really funny because, like, I've, I've been wanting, like, a tattoo since I was, like, 14 or something. Like, I was really young and always knew I wanted one. Um, and then, like, the summer of getting my tattoo. So my birthday's in September, but uh, I was, like, planning it in July or something. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm going to get it, like, uh, in, in September on my birthday, actually, right before flying off to Calgary. Um so and then my brother was like okay how much is it and I was like well you know like you have to do like a first down payment of 50 bucks um and then I was like why do you want to get one because like my brother always <laughs> copies everything I do like he's older than me but he copies everything so it's funny <laughs> so um he ended up like he ended up picking one on Pinterest we were looking and we ended up making a custom one for him um and then on the day itself we went out got it and went off to the airport. So, so basically I was actually going to the CCMAs, which is the, uh, country Canadian, Canadian country music Awards. association. Yeah. yeah. So it was like the week, the week, the music week out in Calgary. And I was still wearing the sticker thing you're supposed to wear yeah. like to protect the skin and like infections and stuff. So I was still wearing that like the first week <laughs> and I ended up being able to remove it on the awards night where you're all fancy and all that stuff. So yeah. it's cool. That's one place I'd love to go. So, you know, not just the CMAs, you know, in america but i'd love to be able to see the ccmas because i mean i've I've spoken to the likes of like tenille arts and i've spoke to like uh cody prevo from you know saskatchewan so and you know they've talked about it before and it's somewhere that i'd love to i mean i've seen like Lindsay l talking about it and Mm -hmm. it just sounds so amazing it's super nice like um obviously like i've I've gone two times so far and like the first time it's very overwhelming. There's so many things going on. Um, you do want to get like, you do want to get showcases around, uh, the time that you're there for sure, just to get a little bit of money in from what you're spending. Cause it's not cheap, Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's a good networking event. Um, you know, you get to, you know, you've collaborated with people either virtually or, you know, distance or whatever throughout the year. Um, but now you actually get to meet these people and it's just like, Hey, we did this and this together. It's super cool to put a face on the name. So, you know, that, those are really, really cool to, to do. There's even like some parties you get to go to on the evenings. Uh, so those are nice during the day. It's very business oriented. So, you know, there's like very, there's just, there's a bunch of meetings uh, you get to attend to. There's some uh, radio um, rows. So you have, there's like a whole day or a whole morning or something dedicated to your radio interviews. So like, yeah, bunch of stuff bunch of people um so you know you get to talk to a few people other other um country artists i even got to take a picture of megan patrick the first year and i was like oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) yeah but the thing is that like 
at these events, like you're not looking for people going like, oh my gosh, hi, how you doing? Like I'm a big fan. Like that's not, yeah. that's not the point. <laughs> so, and I'm not that kind of person either. Like it was just like really cool to get to, you know, see probably her going, in person. Probably um, going fangirl over everybody. Yeah, no, you don't want to do that because it kind of turns people off, you know, over there. So like, <laughs> they, <laughs> Who's that like, crazy okay, one over there? It's a little weird. Yeah, there's just a weird one over there. But yeah, you don't want to do that over there. It's really about, you know, meeting people and just getting opportunities to um, either, you know, plan something throughout the year, just say, I have this project, would you like to, you know, something like that. Just, just general, you know, talking and chatting up. And like, especially, I think the big parties at the end, after the whole, the big, like, award night on Sunday night. So the big parties, like, on Sunday night, just because the tension's released, everybody's like, Dressed free of any well. show. They're, they're, yeah, and they're not, like, they're not stressed about a show, nothing, and they, it's like, it's a, a little bit of a, you know, wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of thing. So, you know, um, and I, I suck at attending parties just because I don't like, like, I'm, I get tired very easily. So, <laughs> like, I'm, a, I'm the kind of person who's both extroverted and introverted. So, like, but I, I feel like I tend to gravitate a little bit more to introverted. So, like, I like talking and all that stuff and just going out and having fun. But my social battery runs out at some point. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I just want to be alone for two seconds. <laughs> is, is it like a shutter that just suddenly comes down and says, okay, I'm done. Bye. A little bit. Like, a little bit. Like, I'm trying to, like, be like, no, don't shut down yet. That's not, that's not nice. That's impolite. You know, don't do that. <laughs> so, you know, like, I tough it out. I still have fun. You know, like, put on a smile, whatever. <laughs> I still have fun. Like it's still funny the ways, but I'm exhausted, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm not having as much fun. As I think I could. Um, so yeah. And I'm naturally like, I'm, I'm not the kind of person who sticks around in my bed, like till nine. Um, so I naturally get up early. So naturally I don't go to bed at 2am, you know, so like <laughs> past midnight, like I am out, man. Like just, you can't have me stay up longer than that unless I woke up at 10, Yeah. <laughs> you know? So well, that's and that's, awesome. that's hard. That's really tough. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to see if I can try and get to one at some point in the next, like, 40 years, because especially with doing the radio work, I mean, like you say, it's expensive. I mean, yeah. I've I've looked at, like, memberships just to join the CCMAs oh, and yeah. the CMAs <laughs> as a, as a yeah. podcaster. I mean, I, it's difficult for me because I'm not part of an affiliation. You know, I'm not part of, like, a major yeah. group. So, you know, everything's mm-hmm. got to be financed by myself. And... That's yeah, all, that's for sure. I mean, unless you get a sponsor, like from a radio station or something, like yeah. if you're going on, like you said earlier, at the beginning of the podcast, you said that you like this podcast is recorded yeah. and put on a radio station. So like, you know, you can get sponsors from that, which is really that, sometimes pretty cool. Um, but yeah, the first year you go, like you do want to try to attend as much as possible. Like the first or second year you want to do that. But after you kind of get like, you understand what's going on and you're like, okay, cool. Like I can do my own thing now. So definitely not as much pressure the next years definitely definitely something i want to do and definitely want to come over and meet you all yeah for sure I mean, it's one place i've never been is canada i've always wanted to go I've, it <laughs> looks so beautiful yeah it's, it's really nice it is it is there's some there's some really cool spots so getting towards the end now and yes obviously let, let, let's go through like the social media where can people find you on social media yeah, so basically just type Justine Blanchett um, music. Yeah, so Justine Blanchett music. And you should be getting to all my platforms. So basically Instagram, Facebook, um, those are my two main ones. Um, obviously, you can find all those links on my website, which is www.justineblanchett.com. And you're not on TikTok? 
No, I'm not. <laughs> Everybody seems to be on TikTok at the moment. I know. I, I just did not get on that train wagon, this trend wagon. I was like, well, I don't know. I feel there's just so much content already on there and there's so much more I could be doing on Instagram. So I'd rather get Instagram and Facebook right, like be there fully yeah. and spread out to many platforms and not know what I'm doing, right? So. Oh, no, I totally get that. I mean, predominantly I post the episodes and stuff on Instagram. Um, but yeah. my main like source of communication, particularly with fans and other artists, is Twitter. Oh, cool. yeah, for sure. I, I yeah, podcasts and radios and like political like affiliations, etc. Do get more on Twitter in general. Um, yeah. Speaking from my marketing like voice, <laughs> now I'm just switching <laughs> over. Flip, flip, flip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, definitely like as a podcast for sure. Twitter is a good platform. I mean, it's certainly it's certainly easier keeping up to date, you know, in a somewhat chronological order. Mm-hmm. Given that yeah, so for many, sure. given that so many events happen, now yeah. get out of the mud. Do you want to give us a yeah. final reminder of where you can get it and when it's coming out? Yeah, for sure. So basically, the song's coming out on February first on radios. So make sure you call up your radios and ask them to play it. Uh, we're going to have a bunch of contests also over on my Instagram and Facebook. So make sure you stay tuned for those because you guys get rewards and all that stuff, which is super fun. Uh, always super fun to get free stuff. And uh, the actual digital platforms is February 12th. So make sure you pre-save it on Spotify um, in the next few weeks to get the first listen of that song when it comes out on digital platforms. Fantastic. When will it be put out for pre-save? When, where, when can you... Uh, the pre should be coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, I believe, if I'm looking at my social calendar, social media calendar real quick, it's... Um, yeah, so basically, it's, it's, the first pre-save link is going to be out on Thursday, on Friday, sorry. Yeah, so basically, I'll be, I'll be publishing the first on Friday. So. so make sure everybody is following you on social media. So as soon as yeah. pre-save is available, it'll pop up. Exactly. And it's super simple. You guys just click pre-save and bam, it's on there. Last question. It's the big one. (laughs) Do you eat pizza? Yes. (laughs) All the time. When I can. (laughs) (laughs) Pineapple and pizza. No. (laughs) Vegetable, yes, but not... Apple. <laughs> I mean, I like I like pineapple and like Thai food and all that stuff. That's delicious, like with chicken and like peppers and all that stuff. That's gorgeous. Like I love it. Like sweet, sour, pizza. I'm like sorry, sweet really. sour Chinese kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's super good, but not on pizza. Like it's just you can have like a pina colada or margarita or whatever you like next to your pizza, but not on it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. So that that's a bohemian. No, I will never have pineapple on pizza. It is disgusting. It I mean, makes maybe I'll sick. taste it once. I haven't tasted it, but they just, it just looks weird. Try it's it. It's weird to me. What you need? No, <laughs> what you need to do is social media head, Instagram live it, reaction. Be like first time reaction eating pineapple pizza. Oh man, I, I'll try it someday when I get the opportunity for sure. But um, right now, it's mainly vegetables and pepperoni, and like that's where it ends. <laughs> and cheese. Thank you for coming on, Justine. It's been absolutely fantastic talking to you. Yeah, no problem. It's been thank absolute... you for having me. Make sure you get ready to pre-save, get out of the mud, and listen to everything else. Follow on Spotify, download on Apple Music, wherever you get your music from, 
And yeah, and follow on social media. I can't stress that enough. And yeah, enjoy, <laughs> enjoy the music. Thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure talking to you and I'll see you all next week. Bye for now. Hey, bye-bye. That was the Country Chat Podcast. Join Dom next time for exclusive interviews, reviews and general chit-chat on all things country music.